Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet coming to you from an increasingly filthy storeroom buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. And what's interesting about this filthy storeroom is you've actually tried to clean it and it's actually got worse, hasn't it? It's worse. It's not better. It's actually worse than it's ever been before. And of course, this is brought to you with a very dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum, as well as the good people down at Landspeed Records and Garima Place in Civic, as well as Audio Technica, who supply all the fine equipment on which this fantastic podcast comes. And as usual, thankfully, we are joined all the way from the West Coast of the United States of America by our special guest star, Matthew Heather Locklear, Hollywood Lenevez. Matthew. Uh, g'day guys, it's happy to be here. It's another another Raiders win. Chalk that one up to um the BOB or the slippery dewy surface, the Isaiah Papali'i slide. Mm. Um what a game and uh, mm. what a wonderful game rugby league can be. And now rugby we look league. forward to this weekend. Indeed. Happy to be here. Excellent. And yes, it was it was an interesting week leading up to the match, and it was an interesting week. After the match, I think we can all agree. But let's get straight into the news, which we do for our good friends at Impact Comics in Garima Place. Go in and get all your geek wear. Oh, the G word. I have been advised by Balake that geek is the correct term. Uh, Less derogatory. It's less derogatory. They don't like the N word. Well, the big news of the week, of course, is uh, it's happening this week, this Friday night, GIA Stadium. Jared Croker's playing his 300th game. This whole week has been a celebration of... Of the man, we've there was a very good um, special on Fox Sports with Jake Duke, who I really like. Um, check it out if you if you can. Face to face is cool, and there was a bit of a press conference. Um, you know, Ricky spoke about Jared. Don Ferner spoke about Jared. Don Ferner's previously, you know, gone on record saying he wishes he had thirteen um, Jared Crocus because it never caused him any grief. Uh, the other thing they actually brought up in in the press conference as well. I think you know he's the only the eighteenth player to play three hundred games for the, the one club. And they also said that he's never been suspended, which I think is a bit of a record for someone that's played 300 games. Can you remember him even being fined or charged? I mean, maybe he's done something. Wouldn't nah. have been deliberate. <laughs> Wouldn't have been deliberate. Would have been an accident. I remember him I getting it. binned that time for putting his hand on a South Sydney player up on the Central Coast. Um, uh, that's and I, the worst thing I remember. He's such a clean skin, isn't he? Like the, One of the things that sticks out is the game only two weeks ago when he was complaining to the referee. It's like you don't ever see Jared even do no. that. Well, that's that's what they said. That was out of he didn't was, just complain, Matthew. He swore yeah. he, he dropped he dropped some uh he, some foul language, some choice <laughs> language. And yeah, you don't you don't expect to hear it. Speaking of choice language, um, I don't know if you watched that. You would have had the 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 Fox coverage of the Tigers game, Matthew. It was like at times there was a third commentator. Yeah, the audio microphone <laughs> was pointed towards the Western Stand. I think there was just, there was just a couple of just in particular very inebriated sounding um sounding uh. Tigers fans who were giving were giving commentary throughout the game. My favorite of which was when there was the um the Raiders got the refs challenge um for the the Matt Timiko one where yeah. they said hey, yeah, this guy goes that's just a loose carry. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> a good one. Just, um, just so I wonder if the referee got to hear it because oh my god, there was 
was an 8 0 um, ruck infringement or offside. Mm. You know, mm. Six again count. And... Penalty resets. So, uh, so penalty restarts were just off the charts. Yeah, so in that four, four were um, inside the 10 and four were for, for ruck infringements. And, and ultimately, I think if you look back and you look at the one that uh, Tommy went to the sin bin for, that was he wasn't much in that one. He wasn't holding him down for very long at all. There but... was very little, but on the immediately preceding four, there was something in each of them. They were definitely doing it. He was definitely warned them. And while I don't, I agree with you, I don't think there was much in Tommy's, um, it was clear a sin bin was coming. Yeah. We should and keep I, on going. With, oh, sorry, Matt. You say what you say. I was just going to say eight recess is what's going to also pad the stats. I mean, that's eight, you know, it's eight more sets if they're at the at the back end of the set of six. So, you know, the stats don't read for good um, right. for Raiders fans. But, Seven you know, line breaks to, to none. 52 missed tackles yeah, that, for 19. That was, that was a bit of a shock. I mean, they they went at, at that last bit. They went absolutely nuts. But we'll keep on going with you. So, Jared Croker, 300. If you haven't already got a ticket and Hurry. you're playing on a heading to the game, get one now. They've already sold in excess of 18,000. So, a crowd of 20,000 plus is definitely on the cards. And also, the other thing I'd say is um, if you haven't made plans already, um, like I have, make plans to knock off early. Yeah, get there I'm, early. I'm leaving work at 2 o'clock. Because if you think you're going to rock out of your house at five, yeah. even that early, and get into the ground for kickoff at six, it's, give it up. Yeah. There'll be a lot. Get there for four, and it'll be relatively comfortable. Get there yeah. much after 4.30, and you're going to be in a queue. Six o'clock in. Friday games it can, already can be a bit of a problem because there's a lot of traffic around the stadium, you know, yeah. between five to six. And there's a lot of normal up. traffic for people. That's what I mean. Too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, the other bit of news, and I don't want to labor this point too much because, um, you know, I don't want this to distract or detract from from Jared's big game. Mm. But um, it's been announced that Andrew Abdo is is the person that's going to blow the horn. Mm. Um, and no one saw that coming. I mean, Jason Croker was the one most people thought was the obvious candidate, but he has, in fact, blown the horn before. before. And Andrew Abdo is coming down to celebrate Jared's 300th game. And, you know, we should, we should be glad that the head of the NRL's taking the tra- time and the trouble to come down. You give me a funny look. Yeah, no, we should be we should be very pleased that the you know the CEO of the National Rugby League is coming down to yeah. recognise this event and take it seriously. I remember when Brett Morley, although not a one player club, when not over player his, club USA that yeah, one club player, yeah, went over his three hundred and the NRL did absolutely nothing whatsoever to recognise. The only people he did was Fox Television and the NRL did nothing. So the fact that the CEO is coming down to recognise, but he wasn't a one. He he wasn't a one. No, he wasn't. But three hundred is still three hundred. You know, three hundred player. Yeah, yeah, 300 with one club ranks that, but 300 is still important. And you know what club he made his debut for? Hunter Mariners. I think he maybe maybe he had it. Maybe I was going to say that, but now I think maybe he played um, Knights. Knights, right? But the, where I first noticed him was yeah. Hunter Mariners. But look, Toots, um, yeah, deserves honouring. Um, having Abdo blow the horn. Well, that's left field, but it is great that they're there. They're taking it seriously because Toots is worth taking seriously. Um, yeah, and look, you know, Ricky said in the the now infamous press conference mm-hmm. against the um, against the Tigers, Muppets is another you know Rickyism we can add to the mm-hmm. pantheon. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that we never get anything from the NRL. Well, Abdo's coming down and he's blowing the horn, so he we're is. definitely getting something. He is, yeah. We're getting something. We're getting we're getting the guy from South Africa um coming and blowing the horn, which is great. Uh one thing we also might be getting apparently is young Benny Hunt. Well at a breathtaking young thirty-five yes, years of age. He's, he's thirty-two. I doubt I doubt, highly doubt he's coming to the Raiders, but he has been linked 
um, you know, to the Raiders club. and the Titans, right? It's the, they're the two clubs that have been linked. And obviously he's had a meeting earlier in the year with Phil Gould. I can't see him um, coming to Canberra. I'd, I'd love it, but I have a feeling he'll end up, he could end up at the dogs. It just yeah. seems like a, a pretty natural fit, you know? Um, the dogs is the one. The the issue you have, right? And and this would be that this is his barrier to coming to the Raiders more than anything else is it's the number nine. We're not moving Jamal Fogarty out of number. He seven. doesn't want to play nine, so that's one of the he reasons doesn't, why. But but he might want to play nine if he's coming, and if it's just for the rest of the season. We've seen that happen before, where a player has been moving and has moved to another club for the rest of the season. That's he it. might be prepared. Eh, it's happened in lots of Penrith picked up players. All sorts of things have happened where it's been the remainder of the season. You might just find that if he's looking at it and he wants to move out of there before he goes somewhere permanently, coming down to this side, which is already in one shape, to go into that position behind a pack that's actually going somewhere might actually be something he likes because you'd have to say, and this is not to say Zach Wolford's doing a bad job. He isn't. He's not doing a bad job at all. But you all of a sudden bring in Ben Hunt into the nine jersey in this side and you instantaneously put the word contender. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Instantane- and he would know that too. You know, well, we're gonna as long as you know we we're gonna be linked with every every big name. That's, that's true, but that's, that's one we're actually interested in. Contract. Oh, so you know we are actually interested in him. Do I don't know anything? I couldn't confirm or deny <laughs> anything that the club is interested in. And why would I do something like that? The player I'm interested in, and I brought up on the show a couple of weeks ago, and Matt agreed with me. Is Connor Tracy? Yeah, I agree to, with that too. To play yeah, six. I- It'd be a good six. I think Luke Metcalf over in New Zealand, depending on what's happening with his contract. Yeah. He he seems like a pretty decent player. It's kind of hard, you know, because Fogarty's had his best month of football every week. It's his yeah. best game. It's his best yeah. game. And, yeah. and you know, ever since he kicked that field goal against the Dolphins, he's just gotten better and better. And yeah. you don't you don't want to sign someone who's older and then undermine exactly. his confidence. Exactly. And, and then, you know, Wolford, he, Wolford had a pretty decent game on the weekend. And it's, it's kind of tough. You know, we've been linked to Fafita and... He stayed because he thought the Gold Coast were a better opportunity for him. Well, that's turned out great, hasn't it? So mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm not going to buy into any of it. And I think Ricky's probably going to have to keep looking at, you know, like overseas and, and younger players like Connor Tracy, guys that want yeah. a chance. Yeah, look, yeah. not guys way, that have already had their chance. The only way I see Hunt working is if he literally comes for the remainder of the season before he patches off to somewhere else and he comes in at nine, because he'd still be looking back at 2015 and that drop ball, losing it, you know. Yeah, potentially. And this could be an opportunity. He might look at it as his last chance to get a ring on his finger, you know. And that's a great motivator, regardless of whether you want nine, seven, six, one, whatever. That's a great motivator. And I think that's a deal that would be good for the club. Having said that, Wolford's doing a good job. Yeah. No, no. I don't think there's any chance Ben Hunt comes for... for if, if there was anything that happened, to be but you know the next couple of seasons. But Connor Tracy, like I said, is the player. I, I'm looking for us to sign a running six um, mm. and someone that's going to play on the left. Basically, someone that's going to do the jack job, but maybe, you know, for less money or younger or, or whatever. Um, I wouldn't be moving Jamal Fogarty. I mean, he's... Definitely he's, not. He's, in the last, you know, as Matt said, he, we say every week that's his best game. I'm starting to think he's, you know, the best seven we've had in the team since the days of Ricky, you know, I think he's, you know, p- people would say to me, no, no, um, Aiden Caesar took us to a grand final. Mm. Aiden Caesar was in a team that went to a grand final. I don't think he single-handedly took us to a grand final. I don't think the team was ever his team or he dominated in the way that we've seen um, Jamal Fogarty in recent weeks. I mean, this is undeniably Jamal is, is the focal point. Those yeah, teams don't that- disagree. I think you're absolutely right, but give Jamal 
has to have a little bit more time. Yeah. Because right? yeah. Caesar was here for a while and the side did go to a grand final and that was him too. You know, he won matches in that season coming. But there time. weren't that many games that you can look back Chuck on. Chuck I mean, Park I, three field. I know goals. that's the only one you're gonna say. Chuck you Park's say the one. one. Yeah. That's the only one. But but the thing is, and he also had some more weapons. I mean we had BJ Leilua right now we're obviously struggling with some of our um you know potency and attack and we're we're putting ourselves in a pretty good field position with our forwards, which is mm. and Fogarty's kicking game has just gone on next level. So I don't know. I'd like I'd like to think some of these combinations that we're still trying to develop um, get stronger. You know, hopefully when we get to team lists, there's some names in there that are excited to be back. And there's there's a rumor that Elliot is fifty fifty. Um, and you've have you heard what could happen if he's not playing? No. What are no. you saying? No, I haven't heard anything. So there's a rumor going around if Elliot Whitehead doesn't play, uh, Frawley's is coming into the side and Jack's going into the back row. Yeah, but that's what I was saying last week, and that's yeah. why Frawley was on was on the bench last people were like, what the hell's Frawley on the bench for? You know, in the end, Frawley came on. He was he was crucial to the um the victory. That last four minutes. No yeah, runs. No runs for, <laughs> for no meters. Didn't touch uh, the ball. Didn't you go at the shoe man. <laughs> no, no runs for, for no meters. Great friend of the one show. tackle. One tackle, zero missed. You know what I think the master stroke was though from Ricky? He knew that there was a good chance of that, that game was going to go to Golden Point. And he had a two-point field goal specialist. He did up his sleeve on the bench, ready, ready, and he injected him. You know, when we, yeah, we right we, at the moment, yeah, when we send, send him points. on NFL style. Yep, yeah. So a lot of people knocked Ricky over um, the the Frawley selection on the bench there, but I think it proved astute. And I wouldn't be surprised moving forward if other coaches start following the lead and have just a two-point field goal specialist. Hmm. Hmm. On the bench, just in case, you know, because this year, a lot of games going down the wire, especially they our are. games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're not winning them by very, very much, although I'm not going to buy a T-shirt from our sibling podcast whatsoever. Those details aren't necessarily that wrong on there. Look, we got... sibling podcast, the Green Machine podcast. We yes. should, ref- we should, they had a go to us about not actually referring to it by name. So I'm I'm quite happy to, to mention the Green. I mentioned it all the time. I was on there two weeks ago. Yeah, you were, Judas. You were. Yeah. That's right. Matthew and I have had severe talks to you about it. I boycotted a week in protest <laughs> of it. You know, no one noticed, no one cared. I come back anyway. A few people did actually. A few people actually did say. Well, on one hand, they said it was the, the show was a bit more serious and a bit more analytical, but they did miss you. Right. So there you go. Yeah, we did get we did get a lot of feedback that people did miss you. So okay. Well, I don't know who they were. Anyway, but uh Javier Savage ex ex Javier Savage named on the wing in New South Wales Cup. Savage, yeah. So he's he's been named on the wing in New South Wales Cup. Um he's just, you know, at the start of the year, we all thought he was gonna be our number one for the year, and then he got injured, and then Seb Chris, you know, um took the spot and Seb Chris returns this week. He looks better every single week. I think we all agree. But um Xavier Savage looks a long, long way off getting the number one spot back mm. in first grade. In fact, he's now not even the first choice fullback in um, New South Wales Cup. Yes, yeah, so that's Chevy Stewart. Chevy Stewart, who, who may be, you know, the heir apparent yeah. long-term uh, We've seen him play. He's the kids. I mean, what is he, 17? No, he's, is he 18 now, Matthew? He must be close. He's not. I think he might be. He's a kid. Yeah. And he's all... He's already showing signs of being something special. I mean, you don't want to put too much on the kids coming through, but apart from his haircut, the kid's got the chops. Yeah, know? well, he's, he's 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 got a lot of good talk on the field, you know, and he obviously is someone that, um, you know, takes his football but very seriously. And maybe that's the maybe that's the knock on Savage. Maybe he's not mm. seen to be, you know, that's the people saying what Savage done. The only thing 
obviously he's had his defensive issues. And the other thing is at the study, there were rumors that he was, you know, maybe not um, doing as much work off the field as the team wanted in terms of like watching in regards to in watching regards video, etc. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's an, it's an incredibly hard position for back. And I think Artist. so many players depend on you and how vocal you can be. And, and, you know, I, I know a couple of people at the club as we all do. And, and a few of them said that he's still learning that position. You know, he's still trying to learn that a lot and, and he could end up making an excellent fullback, but he could also end up making an excellent winger. So yeah, it's, well, it's, maybe that's but, the thing they've decided his future lies um, not at fullback, but at on the wing. But yeah, I'm not, I've, from what I've seen and his, his games he's had in first grade, on the wing, mm. um, he just doesn't seem to have the physicality required. Yeah, I, I, I think that's got to be concerned. The ragdoll effect. Well, his, his kick, his kick returns are fantastic when he has both sides of the field and he can crab across and then he hits the gas and gets that outside shoulder. It's, it's his speed and his ability to go both left and right. Um, when you box him into a corner, he's just not a big body. And if you look at modern wingers, they're massive. They're yeah. huge. Yeah, that's so right. It's, it's tough, and you know he might he might switch out a little bit on. The weekend with Chevy and maybe they'll play a bit of fullback yeah. at the same time. And I don't know, who knows? It's 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 a hard one to put your finger on, but clearly the club you know the club would care for him. They brought him down at such a young age. So hopefully he's he's developing and he gets a shot because he certainly offers something in attack that we don't have. Seb Chris yeah. has been fantastic and I think Seb's fitness has gotten so much better that even the last game he played, he's really sitting on that inside shoulder of a lot of our forwards at the moment. And he's actually mm. another big body through the middle. And you know, you've got you got our three our three middles and then him. It's it's a lot to stop. So, mm. uh, and you, you don't often see Seb Chris get pushed back. So I think maybe having another big body in the middle they like. Um, mm. But in saying that, uh, you know, we'd love to see him back in first grade at some point because he definitely gave the Raiders fans an excitement that we haven't had for quite a long time. That's true. Well, look, there has been speculation about another person in our club this week coming out in in the aftermath of New South Wales' loss in the Origin match. All of a sudden, we've had a fair bit of talk coming out about uh, Ricky Stewart all of a sudden taking the mantle back of the New South Wales team, which i got to say, I mean, wouldn't be out of place, but uh, sort of took me by surprise. But it seems to be... It's all driven from Buzz Rockfield. It really is. So, you know, once more, uh, Raiders View with Blake and the Pork showing, you know, that we get the access because we do get the access. Everyone's lining up to talk to us one way or another. Um, Buzz agreed to talk to us. Yeah, g'day guys, it's Buzz Rothfield here. I just want to congratulate Jared Croker on reaching 300 NRL games. That's a phenomenal achievement, mate. Look, I haven't been his biggest fan over the years for the simple reason is the bloke's a clean skin. He's never in trouble and I feed off dickheads, to be honest, getting out on the piss and doing stupid shit so I can get on Twitter with me clickbait articles. But Jared hasn't given me anything over the years because he's never been in trouble. He's been a great bloke and he's been an ornament to the game and an ornament to his club. So congratulations for Jared on reaching the 300 games, mate. But one thing I do have an issue with is not being invited by the club to blow the Viking horn for the big occasion. I mean, can you imagine the Raiders fans' excitement? It'd be at fever pitch when they look up and see the great Buzz Rothfield blowing that horn. 
I mean, they've missed a golden opportunity there. I know that dribbler in there, Tom Gore's had a crack at me in the past, saying he's never seen me at Canberra Stadium or he's seen me at one game or whatever. Guess what, champ? It's not my job to actually watch rugby league to have an opinion on it, mate. I mean, I hardly ever actually watch a full game. I keep one eye on it in the pub as I'm sinking scooters like the sloppy drunk I am, but that doesn't stop me knowing everything about it and being the sharpest mind in rugby league, mate. So, yeah, pull your head in, Gore, and really disappointed that the Raiders didn't last ask me to blow the horn. But anyway, I've had me say, mate, congratulations to Croker on reaching the 300, mate. Well, I mean, you can argue with Buzz, but if you do, like I found out, he'll block you on Twitter. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, and, you know, what was my crime? What was my crime? Referring to him as a demagogue dinosaur? Yeah, but you're pretty quick to block people yourself, aren't you? Yeah. It doesn't take much to offend you. No, 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 no. I completely agree with his methods. I just thought, you know, if you can't cut, take being uh, called a demagogue anyway, dinosaur. Anyway, it's, it's good to hear that you've, like, you have been a critic of, of Buzz's in the past, oh, yeah, saying that true. he doesn't come down to campus. Well, he's coming down. He is coming down. And he did offer to blow the horn, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not what he offered to blow. Um, I, 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 don't, I reckon Ricky would do a pretty good job. I don't, I don't want to lose him as the Raiders no. coach for, for three months of the year, but he, he couldn't do a worse job than Freddie. That's Freddie's a disaster. Freddie's a disaster. And you look at, you look at, he was, I actually threw open the um, the Ask Clown, um, you know, option to the fans and the listeners and a lot of people nominated Freddie. I mean, yeah. Freddie has had a team you know, that's on paper's been better than Queensland in every series he's, he's, he's gone he's into. He's trying to play a club football game style at, 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 at State of Origin, which is all about punching through the middle. You know, it's all about being able to play on the back foot, about um, playing under pressure. Jack Whiten is the perfect State of Origin footballer. Yeah, yep. And then, and look, I like Isaiah Yo as much as anyone, but having having three ball players mm. in the middle of the park, so him, Luai, and... Cleary, who uh, pass first, not run first. Mm. You just you're just allowing the defence to shift and put pressure on your bigger outside centres. Which you know whether it's Latrell or Turbo, you need Cameron Murray should be starting. You need a, a oh yeah. It's just there's so many mistakes that he makes with picking that side, and oh. it's it's and he's going to do it again next week when he picks the next side, and it makes breaks my heart because you know growing up in Canberra playing rugby league, I would have loved to have played one minute of first grade. And then I would have loved to have played for New South Wales and for country. And it's just country origin, that is. I, I love watching the city country games. But just watching this now and watching the side that they pick, it's it's just brutal, man. It is absolutely brutal. I hate it. I, I hate it. Sorry, Matt. I hated city um, country origin. After Phil it. Graham did his ACL. Unbelievable. Oh, like, oh, the yeah. speed machine. The wingnut speed machine. He did it. Um, but, you know, there has been something that um, has irritated me a bit. In fact, you might say it grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And do you know what grinds my gears? Um, me? Yes, no, absolutely. No. You grind my gears. No questions asked. Uh, you grind my gears. Uh, no gherkins on a Big Mac? Yeah. How can you not have pickles on a Big Mac? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Is this going to be another McDonald's-focused rant? Because Well, it is. It is. <laughs> is the, it news broke, the news broke this week that McDonald's, a great sponsor of our club, long-term sponsor, hire of many young people in the, the, you know, the ACT and surrounding region, Raiders territory, 
have you're adjusted. You're not going to get a free burger. Have ad- free I always get free burgers. Have adjusted slightly the Macca's power play. So now when you buy the extra value with any purchase, if the Raiders score during power play, you'll get a free Big Mac. Now, people were criticizing that. Let me remind all you people out there that the Big Mac is the item that modern day fast food was built upon. Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on sesame seed bun is one of the mainstays, along with Coca-Cola, of our society. And it needs to be respected as that. And people who don't respect that the Big Mac, getting it for free with any purchase, is a wonderful thing given to us by our wonderful sponsor. That grinds my gears. <laughs> okay. I hope you are getting free McDonald's because like the gratuitous <laughs> plugs every week. Look, no, I'm serious. I love McDonald's. I've loved McDonald's all my life. I am not joking about this. I- even if they weren't our sponsors, I love them. What do you think um, of the pork? My, my son watched a game with me and he's like, Dad, what's Macca's? I'm like, oh, it's McDonald's in Australia, son. And he, and he goes, do they sponsor the Canberra Raiders? And I'm like, they sponsor everything, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they've sponsored. Anyway, we'll go off that. Grandma, let's talk about the Tigers game. Let's talk about it. Look, um, Jamal Fogarty, we've already said it. Uh, yet again, it's his best game for the club. Yet again, it's his best claim for the club. I mean, we haven't established the height of this Everest for him, you know, how high he can climb. But since he's had the keys to the side. Yeah, undoubtedly, he's looked bad. Since Jamal, uh, sorry, Jack White announcing he was leaving. Mm. was the turning point for Jamal. Because really suddenly was. he was getting more ball. It was his side. He wasn't deferring yeah. to Jack. And is he the be- Is his kicking game, you know, the best in the NRL? No, it's not. But he's in the top half a dozen. Top five, yeah. yeah. No and and you, you look at that game, Um, you look at that game and you look at Luke Brooks, Brooks right? He had a great mm-hmm. running game. He did. But the kicking of the Tigers, in many ways, was the difference. Mm. Their yeah, sets Brooks ended. Is... After you, mate. No, nah, their sets ended, you know, very ordinary. He had a great running game, and that's always been his strength. But his kicking was ordinary, and I thought that was the difference, you know. Yeah. Jamal scores those three tries off kicks. I mean, Jordan Ruppiner's um, 100th try was a bit of an anti-climax. It was. Very <laughs> yeah, much. Very yeah. much. But, but look, you know, great things about that match. We had 46% possession. To win a match with 46% possession is brilliant. Um, and with all the other stats here, but yeah, the kick meters, 648 for Jamal, 371 for the Tigers. I think you're absolutely bang on right now. The kick meters might be lower for the Tigers because they were kicking much closer to the yeah. line, perhaps. But, um, look, his kicking game was absolutely sensational. What wasn't sensational was the seven line breaks to zero. Yeah. That but we scrambled until the until we were down a man. Yeah. The scramble defense was actually pretty good. You know, they made breaks, but we always managed to... Mm. to, to there was some good coverage out wide to, yeah. sort of, to stop things from... You know, they'd make a break, but we'd sort of just bring them down. In time, I actually thought Rapper did a good job. Yeah, um, too. At, at fullback, one of the things I love about Rapper when he's at the end. Yeah, but also too at the end. I don't know if you noticed when um when we were down to twelve men, we actually didn't have a fullback. He just went to wing and he was defending out in the wing. Mm. Um, yeah. But what I love about Rapper when he's at fullback is if someone gets sort of held up a bit by the front line of defence, he'll just he'll just come flying up from the back, <laughs> just with one intention. And one intention only, to put a hurting on whoever that player is. And, and I love it. And the, the the thing is, though, like, if it was, right, if it was Felice Cafusi doing the same thing, you'd be the first person trying to pillory him. And so would I. But when it's Rapper, for some reason, we love it. I can't understand why Alpha yeah, like I said, take Rapper. I said, I said no, you, you want those guys on your team. And we missed a couple of things. I mean, I, I, a couple of friends of ours on a group thread were pretty critical of um, Harley. Smith Shields, and I didn't think he played as bad as what a lot of people think. One of the things that he does do 
he puts a little bit of pressure on the people he's defending with because he tends to, he likes to sort of stand back and give them space because he's got pace. So you watch him, he kind of crabs back and he, and, he, and he watches what they're doing in front of him rather than attack, you know? And I think him and Jack, they got a little confused a couple of times mm-hmm. defending. Well, and uh, they he did, was, highlighted by yeah. the fact that Jack missed eight tackles. I know. And Harley missed four, I think. Uh, Matty Tomoko missed a couple of crucial ones that led yeah. to the first two tries. Yeah. Unfortunately, but, but look, um, he made a couple of really important tackles absolutely. and safe tries, and he showed incredible speed. Who's whenever I can't remember who it was, was through in the first half for the Tigers. Yeah. Looked like they were going to score for all money. Yeah. Oh my god, that he, was he fast. showed some serious speed to 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 bring them in to in catch and, him down. And it was guy lost the it was ball the, as well. Yeah, it was the lock polo. Yeah. But I think you know, like Jared's obviously going to come back in, and he's got a great connection there, and the way that he defends on Jack obviously can trust him and. But I wouldn't write off Harley for next year. I, no, I, I you said like he, he seemed to forget that a couple know, of weeks ago. You said he was never playing first grade again. He actually, in fact, had a bet with the poor. No, that was the shark, wasn't it, and, man? And to <laughs> know, you know, this is why Blake is such a pain in the ass because not only do he, he doesn't gloss over these things, right? And, you know, he's the first person to say that I'll be wearing the Blake T-shirt at uh, at GIA Stadium. It's good. It's a good-looking shirt. Yeah. Rugby League merch. Yeah, love Get yours it. now. Love it. Great, great <laughs> service from Rugby League merch. They might have teased me. They might have laughed a lot about it, but they did it fast. It was a good price. It's a quality product, apart from the fact it says Blake on the front of it, and it got there very, very quickly. So you can be the second person ever to buy a Blake T-shirt because I was the first person. Now, I must have sold <laughs> a few because it's now it's it's well ahead of. Um, I was looking at the bestsellers list, right? And it's leaving the pork shirt behind, and you know, yeah. But Gus Gould likes the pork. Well, buy him a shirt and send him one. I'm not sure how many X's have to go in front of his L. They, you know. they, well, I'll tell you one thing about rugby league merch. They got all the large, they got all, they got up to five, six XL yes. on the Harley Smith Shields thing, though, Matt. I reckon, yeah. um, I didn't think he was awful. I thought, you know, he ran the ball, um, straight and hard, which is more than yep. but another one of the outside backs, um, who's not yep. playing this week, uh, is on their bench. Um, but he looks nervous in defense. And I mean, I guess that's your back, I mean. but you, yeah. in his, you look at his face. And he, he looks nervous. Yeah. Yeah. We obviously they pinpointed him earlier in the year and it and clearly, you know, Ricky and they probably had a bit of a chat to him. It's not easy defending at, at three and, and then trying to get a relationship with your mm. you know, with your half and then with your with your outside edge defender, you know, the forward. And and we've we've had to trans, you know, sort of change that position so many times that they're defending with someone different a lot. I, I just I, I know what you mean. I watched that game and I was watching Harley a lot and rather than commit to the tackle or slide, he kind of, he stops and props and, and doesn't really do much. And it really confused Jack a few times that Jack actually overran him in cover a couple of times. So I know Ricky hooked him at the end. Um, it was HIA. Uh, was it? Was, yeah, yeah, it was HIA. HIA. I thought it was a hook. No, oh, wow. no, it okay, wasn't no. HIA, which he subsequently passed. That's, that's not an issue, but um, look, We've had the curse of whenever we teased a player, you know, a Phoenix Crossland, a Tex Hoy, a Ben Hampton, uh, you know, whatever, they'll come out and they'll score a try against the Raiders. Uh, did the same thing again. Ben Condon. Ben Condon, sorry. Did the same um, thing. And it was, again, it was um, Jed Cartwright. Jed Cartwright. And um, what's his name? Redheaded center. Brad Parker. Brad Parker. No, nah, Brad Parker always scored tries. He's much better than that. But, yeah, but uh, you, you know what? You know why Alex Twile didn't score a try, though? Well, we didn't bag him. We we did bag him, but you guys wanted him to score a try because you feel sorry for him. <laughs> it was like a, somewhere the football gods knew that there was a a sympathy little vote in. Well, there. so powerful is Alex Twile's bad scoring, um, nice try scoring juju. Mm. The not even the infamous Blake and the Port curse 
can, can get him over the line. So I apologise to the people that, um, including Nick on the Green Machine podcast, including the pork. the pork that put money on Alex Twal. He's only paying like twelve dollars or something, bucks. which is ridiculous. I know for someone that's never scored a try in a hundred games, well, shouldn't I, he be paying a hundred dollars? I think the reason is this is because everyone thinks the damn wall's going to burst. There's a lot of money on yeah, it, so, so that they can't have down. the odds on that much it because it's it one down. of those things. That, you know, it eventually it it's got to happen, but it doesn't eventually have to happen. But John Bateman. Yeah, he was outstanding. I mean, before um, this year and he's coming back to the NRL and, you know, from what I'd seen the reports of his mm. former Super League last year, we all assumed yeah. that the John Bateman Demise. of old was gone oh. and his best days were on truly behind him. Yeah. He was outstanding. He was on, he, on that game. He was just about the best player on the field from either side. Yeah. Um, and that was a vintage yeah. John Bateman performance he was in everything he was outstanding. And, and never stopped and you could see when he went over you know for that try um how much it meant to him mm. scoring against the raiders and uh yeah he's i think he's still a bit upset that he didn't get the the chocolates as are a lot of west tigers people but uh, man of the match for the week we, we give him the 20 dollar voucher yeah there's no doubt about it. jamal fogarty yeah, he picks it up he can pretty much buy um down at land speed records when he comes down he must watch got 100 bucks up his sleeve now doesn't he for this season yeah, not that many doesn't he? He's, he's been man in the match for at least four. You got to say he's the front runner for the Minga medal after Corey set the world on fire think, early. No, I still think um, Corey Hosber's my. Oh, yeah. Initially, I said Matt Timoko. It's a two horse race at the moment. It's Corey and Jamal. Yeah, and, and then it's daylight. Well, Matt, I said I thought Matt Timoko maybe, you know, especially some of those losses, he would have picked up points. Oh, uh, yeah, he would have picked up points. But I think when it comes to man of the match, best on field, it's been Jamal or horse. If we're gonna have yeah. a, if we're gonna have a bet right now, here now. I'm saying Horsburgh wins it. And speaking of Corey Horsburgh, he's at the, end, at the end of the year. Yeah, at the end of the year. Yeah, no, I'm going. Uh, I'm going I, tomorrow. I reckon. I reckon Joey Taps will be pretty consistent and maybe sneak in the back of the year mm. as well. Okay, you're going Taps. I'm going Corey Horsburgh. The Pork's going Jamal um, Jamal Fogarty. Uh, yeah, speaking of Corey Horsburgh, of course, he's now really moved into calculation. Oh, if he doesn't make the Queensland side this time. But you said that he was he was ripped off to he make it. was ripped he wasn't off. ripped off to oh, make it the first on. time. And then you know, I said to you, I said to you, who should he be in there ahead of? And you said one of the North Queensland players. Mm. So did you mean Reuben Cotter, man of the match in the first State of Origin game? No, I mean, oh sorry, I meant a uh, Carrigan is who I actually meant. Carrigan, mm. Carrigan's he outstanding. Was the- he was their best forward last Just year. Just because but, you're saying he's outstanding doesn't mean Horse would have been more out. Wouldn't have been more outstanding. I think, I, I think, I think, I think a little green eye there, buddy. Little green eye there. Yeah, piss pork. off, piss off. I love the horse. I think he's in just. He's still no certainty to make it though. He's still no certainty. He doesn't exactly. make it this he, time. because he's done something. He's done. Something. No, because Felice Felice Cafusi's back, and yeah, so Felice Cafusi's oh, not playing, playing this weekend, right? But he will be back. Like this is his last weekend. That he's suspended, so he'll be eligible to play Origin. Uh, the other one is Christian Welsh. Well, so they're, they're oh, missing two players. Yeah. They're missing Tom Gilbert and they're missing Jairo. So two players have to come in. And a lot of people are saying it'll be... Um, Welch, because he was Welch, an eighth man. Yeah, and and Felice Cafusi. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think that Billy's shown, and Billy's undoubtedly a much better coach than Freddie Fittler, uh, much smarter guy, you know, all round. He'll uh, definitely be coming into the squad. Oh, he could be 18th man, which is probably the most likely thing is he'll be 18th man, which would suck for us because he won't play Origin and he won't be eligible. We'll, he'll miss a game for us. So, yeah. yeah, well, you just hope he gets some mystery um, injury like Campbell Graham. But do we have, so hang us. on, do we next week we've got the bye? So if yeah. he did play, he wouldn't miss any games for us anyway. 
No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he could be eligible. He could back up. Okay. And then he could back up against the Roosters on the Sunday, on the 25th of June. Yeah. Um, Hopefully he does get picked even if he's 18 men. I want, just like Ricky, I want every player that can be picked for the Raiders to be picked in origin. But if the horse, even the Kiwis. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Especially the Kiwis. They've done it before. There's been plenty of Kiwis picked for the bloody. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing as well. Jamal Jamal Fogarty's just two injuries away from an origin jumper, I reckon. Uh, yeah, he go down. I mean, it's between him and Dearden. Who would you bring in? I'd bring in oh, Jamal. They'll bring in Dearden. They'd move Hunt two to seven before they bring No, that's what I'm saying. If Hunt and DCE both go down. Okay. Two injuries. I, I'd, I'd, I'd back Jamal. I'd, I'd, geez, he's just brilliant at the moment. I'd love him to see him get that. But um, look, we had some disappointing news in the week where um, Les and Trev have uh, sent us an official letter through their lawyers to cease and desist. Um no, anyway, what actually the, happened the, is last week, did you listen to the show last week with, that me and Matt did without you? I never, ever listened to the podcast, ever. I don't should, to you, should have, you should have at least listened last week to, to yeah, I went. Anyway, um, me and Matt decided we were over the fake sponsors. Unless people cough up the cash. Yeah, well, Les and Trev contacted me this week and said, um, if we're going to disrespect them with the talk that you did last week, they're removing the sponsorship. Okay. And um, as a result, they'll no longer be sponsoring no, the segment. So, I just got <laughs> So Ask Clown of the Week is up for sponsorship right now. If you want to, if you've got a company, you want to send us some money, they're actually a legitimate sponsor. Or or barter. We're open to Contra as well. Um, quite open to it. Um, yeah, Ask Clown of the Week, the sponsorship for this, the most popular segment on Rage Review with Blake and the Pork. Yeah. Um, is open sponsorship because, yeah, it's been rescinded. Uh, Blake, you've got a uh, Ask Clown for us. Well, I'm going to go to the Tigers fans for blowing up about the penalty on um, J- the penalty against Isaiah Papali, mm. Jamal Fogarty. And, and it wasn't just the West Tigers fans that were blowing up about it. There were stories online from Fox Sports and Channel 9 saying there was a controversial penalty. There was nothing controversial about that penalty. That was absolutely a penalty. Took did, he mean, did he mean to attack the legs? Probably not. But as Matt said earlier, it was wet. It was slippery. He slid into them. And he hit his legs, and that's a penalty straight away. So mm. there's no debate. I mean, I know... Subsequently, um, Annesley's come out and said that the um, there should have been a penalty awarded to the Tigers on Jamal Fogarty's second try. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't see that as clear cut as what no. Annesley said. No, but but I, but getting back to a couple of people said about the Fogarty field goal is that it was after he kicked it and he and he already missed it. Well, the only reason he missed it is because he was rushed because Papali'i got to him so quickly and Papa Lee got to him so quickly that he couldn't pull out. So the only way that he could try and charge it down was also slide into his legs. So it's, they don't exist outside of each yeah. other. Do you know that other interesting thing? I actually watched the Graham Annesley press conference because um, I was curious to hear more about the, those particular two issues. Annesley said, even if it had gone over, there still would have been a penalty awarded to the Raiders. So it could have, if it had gone over, it would actually would have been potentially a three point field goal. Well, would have been three oh, points wow. because they would count the the one, and, and then, then they'd still blow the penalty. It's like an eight point try yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that makes sense. Look, I look. It, it was clear cut. I again, what um, Matt was saying. I don't. Annesley's come out and said, "Oh, yeah, it should have been a penalty against um, Emre for pushing Brooks." Brooks wasn't in the hunt for that. No, and I saw Brooks come across and sort of stop like he was blocking Chase. He did. That's what I thought, and that's what the bunker said at the time. At the time, he actually stopped in line. And now the other one that they kind of said after that was in fact that because um Emre gave him such a shove he's then stopped um Dream Buller from he's then gotten the way of Dream Buller coming across but 
None of them were getting between Fogarty and Ball. Yeah. Fogarty was getting... No, no. It had, it had no impact on it whatsoever. Um, so my ass clown would usually be, but I'm really sick of it. I think we just give him the enduring ass clown for wheeling out Graham Manersley as the stooge to apologise um, for all the disgraces of last weekend, to make some more content for the almighty insatiable media thing, and then we move on. Look, it's all boring. It's very predictable. Who the hell cares what that stooge says? It makes no difference. It doesn't give you two points. So... My ass clown of the week uh, is going to be, uh, it's going to be Freddie. I think I'm going to do that one. Why not? I, I'm not. Uh, I've never been as less enthused about a New South Wales team than what I was in that game one. And I know this is a Raiders podcast, but but I, some of my greatest memories growing up are watching you know Bradley Clyde score for New South Wales and Laurie Daly just dominate. So I, I and Ricky and I just I, I can't I can't get around and even watch it anymore because of. It's just the New South Wales Penrith chocolate soldier, weak gutted dog Panthers. I'm just over it. So that's he's my ass clown. Him and Brandy. Yeah. No. Look, and I, look, a lot of people share your your upset over that. Um, but, but look, part of the part of the drama, part of the theatre of uh, of State of Origin is the fact that New South Wales have been inept. They have been right the the evil stepsisters to the Cinderella of Queensland. They have been, you know, the what's Doctor, you know, Skeletor to He Man. They have been. What's the one that Doctor Gadget, Mister Inspector Gadget, Mr. argues with? Doctor Claw, Mister. Yeah, the Claw, the Claw. You know, and their, their job. It's it's like the 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 person with the the mask on their face that the Scooby Doo kids pull off. You know, that's their job is to be the vanquished. Their job is to be the idiots who lose. Their job is to be the shoulders on which Queensland stand up to laugh at New South Wales. That's their job. And until such point as New South Wales gets their act together to act in any way, shape or form or something else, that's going to continue happening. It's just the reality of the situation. You know, Queensland owns state of origin. I I, I don't accept that. I don't accept that. The, The results say that. The results say that very much. And you know who says a lot of stuff? Danny Stewart. <clears throat> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, half brother of a uh, Canberra coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> now, in regards to that uh, performance against the uh, West Tigers last Friday night, uh, fuck me, what a commanding win that was. <clears throat> uh, never in doubt from uh, start to finish. I uh, did immediately start to get a bit worried when we let 18 nil there. I. Uh, Thought there was a chance that we might uh, blow the Tigers out and uh, ruin that uh, for and against we got going there. But uh, I breathed a huge sigh of relief when uh, they got in front 1918. Uh, uh, I know how uh, th- that movie was going to end. Uh, that's the Rose in 2023. We were never losing that game of footy. And uh, a nice one-point victory there to uh, keep that uh, points differential at minus 49. <coughs> uh, the Dream's well and truly on track uh, to finish in the top four with a negative uh, for and against. And a uh, minus 49, that's looking good. So hopefully uh, many more narrow victories uh, before the uh, the season's out. And when we lose, we might as well uh, lose properly and get absolutely fucking pumped. <clears throat> so onwards and upwards in uh, that department. Uh, in regards to the uh, Rick's presser after the game, I thoroughly endorse everything he said there. Uh, uh, all you Muppets uh, with your textbooks think you know about leadership. I'll tell you what leadership Rick showed. He could have rested Matty Timoko as well because uh, that was his uh, 50th game as well. Uh, not many people know. Now that flew under the radar a bit, and uh, but Rick agonised about that. Uh, resting uh, Matty uh, on 49 and uh, unleashing him for the 50th against the Warriors back home there, but he made the tough decision to play him. But uh, William Muppet's having a go at Rick in the media. I didn't, uh, I didn't hear anything about that. 
<clears throat> and as for the Croak's decision, uh, well, that was a no-brainer. Uh, he deserves the 300th at home in uh, front of his uh, friends, family and adoring fans. Uh, he's an absolute Raiders legend. He deserves everything that comes his way. And uh, there's not going to be a dry eye in the house there on uh, Friday night when he... Uh, when he uh, raises the 300 when Andrew fucking Abdo blows the horn. <coughs> absolute G up that is. But uh, anyway, that's an uh, argument for another day. Congratulations, Croaks. You're an absolute Raiders legend, mate. Uh, thoroughly deserve the uh, 300. And uh, the Warriors have been a uh, favourite whipping uh, team of his over the years. Uh, he's got a great record against him. Uh, so uh, I expect nothing less than a uh, hat-trick. Uh, eight goals for a uh, total of uh, 28 points minimum. <coughs> uh, and if he does that, that should lead to a uh, convincing uh, two-point Raiders victory. So uh, those uh, go heading out to the game, I uh, enjoy it. Unfortunately, I can't make it, uh, but I'll be, uh, I'll be there in spirit having uh, many an alcoholic beverage uh, for the great man. Croaks 300 uh, and go, you uh, green machine. Well, it's hard to argue with that. Mm, disappointed he's not going to be at the ground. Very disappointed. Oh, I was looking forward to catching up with him, but you know, it'll happen. It will happen. It'll happen one day. Yeah, it will happen. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some stats here about uh, you know, the Warriors match coming up. We should probably talk about that. And and look, we were talking about this in our chat this week. Is there's a few of us who are very, very concerned that all of this is set up. Big game, a la the nineteen sixteen semifinal at home, right? It's all set up. Big crowd. 1916. Yourself, no, yeah, 2016. <laughs> um, I know you're old, but are you oh, going back to World War One days. Why not? The was, it, was it 1916 semi Glebe versus yeah, Glebe University? Versus University yeah. yeah, or the Berries, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but um, look, you the know, Warriors I, are I've just got this fear. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I've got this fear that we've set this all up and then we'll lose the damn match. Oh, it's I'm as nervous about this game as I've been any game this season. I mean. You look at the, the the bookmaker odds. We are like overwhelming favourites, mm, and mm. for what reason? That's Jared Croker's three hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even in recent years, when we've been had good seasons and the Warriors have been going poorly, yeah, we've still managed to lose to them at times and had very close games. I mean, you think of in the last couple of years, last ten games against Warriors, it's it's five and five. It's, yeah. very, it's very even. But there's a couple of games that stand out for me. One being the game last year at Redcliffe, of mm-hmm. course. You know, uh-huh. the Matt Lodge stayed down. I, for I the thought we'd agreed we would never speak of that again. Yeah. Well, deep emotional scars still mm-hmm. present in that one. And, of course, um, there was the, you know, the... Um, the Art of Gano on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a nightmare. And the other one, of course, was the, um, the double head knock from two years ago. The mm. knockout of both Seb Chris and Ryan James, oh, uh, yeah. you know, and that was before. If you look back at that game, you look at some rules that have come in post Raiders um, disasters. One being the Josh Hodgson rule, yeah, for international, and then the 18th man being activated was pretty much came out after yeah, after, after that, that game where we had the, the double knockout and we just we had a good start in that game and then ran out of troops and, and that was Henry Perinara allowed the forward pass, the forward pass from and Ad- then Blake was yeah. it not? And then, um, I can't remember if it was him or not. And then, of course, Rappina almost scores at the end. Oh, Murdoch Masilla. Yeah, Rappina almost scores at the end. Um, but he's holding the ball in his right arm instead of his left arm. And um, yeah. Roger Tuivasa-Sheck's able to knock it out. He is. So we've had some pretty interesting... Um, there was the other one as well. Just Tavanga years ago with the tape around his head, diving over those two tries out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, they've got all the parts for it. Also, Hudson Young going the gouge on Pompey. Oh, yeah, it's just it's just been a disaster. Zone. I don't I don't accept. 
No, that one wasn't this bad. Well, he was suspended. I know. I, I actually, so. Isaac Luke kicking two goals from the sideline. Do you remember that one? It went to Golden Point. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we actually, lost. No, we won. I went, to a, Ra- Did we? I went yeah. to a Raiders game at Eden Park where, um, uh, let's have a look at the at the history of us. It's when we, we pumped them in uh, 20. Oh, was that the 50 point one? Yeah. When we got 50 points. That was 50 points to 20. Sean Fenson was that match. 46 tw- Last round. No, of it was 46 12 in 2019. So, um, yeah. and it was, but it was also, it was an awesome, yeah. yeah, it was an awesome game that one. And where Papa Lee jumped across the field and was just, you know, doing what he did at will. And I don't know, this, yeah. this particular warrior side is very different though. They, they're, they're fast. They attack. They've got some big outside yeah. backs. Their forwards are playing together. Oh, let's, uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look at the, the team list. Um, yeah. So for the Raiders, mm. Seb Chris returns at the back. Yeah. In the now, position. There must still be a shadow over that knee. There must still be yeah, a shadow. We'll see. Knee. We'll see. Albert Hopawade. And um, I do note Javier Savage on the extended bench. Yeah. He won't come in. He won't come in. If anyone comes in, if there's an injury, we'd see Nick Kotrick um, come into the side, I'd say, and, and roughly go back to one. I think Xavier Savage is... He's in exile. So we got Albert Hopawati and Jordan Rapner on the wings. Um, expect big games from both those guys. Jared Croker returns to the side with the C against his name, 300. And Matt Timico, um, you know, again, like he's, you know, had some great moments in attack, but mm. defensively still got some work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack White and Jamal Fogarty in the halves. Josh Papali'i and Joe Tarpany. Mm-hmm. Expect big games from them. Expect it, yes. Um, you always sort of see New Zealand players quite often play their best games mm-hmm. yeah against against, against yeah, Ruben Wiki was used to play like a man possessed he did oh, of course Papa Lee isn't Kiwi rep anymore he's a Samoan rep but yeah. yes well, well Australian rep but he's got family he's got he's got strong links to to New Zealand um Zach Wolford playing well at nine he is best best hooker at the club would you say Matt no, I wouldn't. You still got Danny. You still you still you still see <laughs> I did release that did you? No. <laughs> did you see that Jen? You're yeah, such a shit, sir. You really are. You just, you just cannot help just, yourself. Just, just Matt, just sitting alone on, on, on Danny Levi. I did like. La- I no, Is it lonely? Is it lonely? It is then? a little lonely, but I like Danny Levi. Oh, for God's sake! I like I, Danny um, Levi. Someone, too. he just needs some. Matt someone actually this. sent me a message um, during the week and said, "Does Matt seriously like all the like the worst Raiders players, or is this is he doing no, a bit? Send me. Are you doing a bit? I scored three tries on the weekend. Thank you." I know how good. I was going to put that in the news. Actually, how good was it seeing Semi? Well, he didn't have to do a lot of work no, for that. And, and he oh, might, he, he might have one or two, but he um yeah. he he scored a three, which is great. I was so happy for the fella. But no, Danny Lee, I don't see what what I don't see the problems with what everyone thinks in Danny. But I have to say, I really did enjoy watching um uh, Wolford get a bit of mongrel in his game on the weekend. He 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 hit. Um, John Bateman a couple of times. His defense. Yeah, he he played. He was really rough in defense. He a couple of his past selections yeah. weren't great. He threw a, a ball on the fourth, the fifth tackle to Harley Smith Shields on the try line that he shouldn't have done. But you know, every one of our hookers does that. So we weren't. Yes, we weren't. We weren't looking. Yeah, you know, throughout that game, we looked pretty clunky. Yeah. We did. Yeah, we did. But anyway, in the back row, we got um, Hudson Young and um, Elliot Whitehead's being yeah, Whitehead. Whitehead is back. Like I had thought that was odd. I thought he had a two-match suspension. Yeah, so he's, he's missed two games. But then, right. So Corey Hoys was played the last two in, in back But row. then Elliot Whitehead was going to so, miss four to six with a shoulder. I thought he had a shoulder or a pec injury. Yeah, I think it was – hang on, I think it's pec. I think I said shoulder, yeah. and I put you on the wrong – wrong. It's, I think Look, it was pec. I thought it was pec. At his yeah, age, it's, you come that, back from a pec. At like his age, it's shoulder, pec, neck. It's everywhere. Yeah. Calf. 
groin. Oh, look, it'd be great to see him back definitely for this match. But if there was a player I was casting doubt over, it would definitely be. Yeah, well, it would be it's him. a good thing about having him back. You know, Corey Horsburgh's um, done a good job filling in back row. We didn't see the attacking side of him much last week against the Tigers, mm. but he had to make a lot of tackles and he did a good job there. But I like Corey at, at 13. It's obviously where he plays mm-hmm. his. Yeah, his best football. He's rampaging there. Then on the bench, we've got uh, Starling in the 14. We've got Emre Guler in the 15. Uh, Nick Kotrick in the 16. And Basami Solo in the 17 jersey. So who have we got for the Warriors? Who's who's coming over? Who are we going to make fun? Of course, we've got the return of our, one of our favourite sons, CNK. It's going to be great to welcome CNK back to um, GIA Stadium. I think, obviously, Jerry Croker is going to get the biggest cheer on the day. Yeah. But I think Chance will be possibly the second most popular yeah. player on the field because everyone loves him and it's I've watched quite a few Warriors games this year and one of the main reasons I've been interested um, to watch them is to see how Chance has been going lovely bloke great he player. has been outstanding yeah here. he really has he's been absolutely outstanding this year um, some of those yips that he had under highball um, mm. last year he seems to be he's looked safe as from what I've seen yeah his defense has been great you know this there's fullbacks that will score you three tries and then there's other fullbacks that might save you three save tries. You three well he's in one. definitely in the, the save you three tries category but he's also scored a bunch of tries he's been just fantastic there, and there was that stage in 2016 where jack was still at fullback you know you'd see players get break through the line a la joel edwards who was yeah. playing for the west tigers they come through and they'd still have to deal with the fact that jack was coming at them and you could see he was going to charles jade well yeah, well he was going to kill him do you remember uh, he absolutely killed jamie um Soward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was right in front of me. That was genius. <laughs> but you've got like Chance does the same thing. You're through, and it's one on one. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Tarpanay. I don't care if you're Papali. You're only a fifty percent chance of getting past. Yeah, no, nah, he's 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 got great he's something else. I, interestingly enough, I was made a, a guest appearance on a Warriors um, YouTube podcast this week, the mm-hmm. NRL Warriors Fanatics, and um, they were saying that in fact Webster's come out this week and said that the plan is for Chance to um, be fullback next year as well, mm-hmm. and that RTS. Is going to play in the centres. Right. Or Which, six. Yeah. Well, that'd be the other option. Or six. Um, so we got DWZ on one wing. He always brings the fireworks. You know, always. Had a great game. He had did. a great game last that, week. The, and the haircut, the soul glow on that hair is something else. I mean, it is magnificent how, how he's looking with that haircut at the moment. We got Marcelo Montoya on the other wing. So that's a really good wing combination. Yeah. You got uh, Ali Leotauta on um, in one. So second. he's making his debut. Yeah. So I, he's. he's. So is he. The Raiders view with Blake and the Pork um, bag player that's going to score this I think week. He's, I think he's supposed to be a brilliant young He's only 19. Yeah, he's, he's the nephew he's, of Ali Latin. And he's also scored nine tries in the New South Wales Cup this year. And is, yeah, he's, yeah, been he's, killing, he's, he's a been weapon. Killing yeah, right. Okay. Okay. So, And then we've got Adam Pompey, and we know what he can do. Luke Metcalf in six. Now, we've been talking up as a possible target for us. So in that case, we can't be saying that he's a bad option. And, of course, Sean Johnson has ripped our heart out and showed it to us still beating um, or um, multiple, not just at the at um, the Warriors. He's also covers up for the Sharks as yeah, well. Yeah, the Sharks as well. So, and then in the front row, they've got Adam Fanil Blake, who we know from the Manly days, also from then, can do us uh, trouble. Then we've got Bunty Arfoa, um as his front row, been doing very well. Wade Egan, who has ripped us one before, so a solid hooker. Jackson Ford in the second row. Now I've seen a little bit of his action. I'm not necessarily sold on it, but he's a good player. He's solid. come across from the Dragons. They've signed. They've had some yeah. good signings. A uh, newer core. He's Marata. another good signing. Good signing on there. And of course, Tohu Harris. Now he's a few. Years, he's long in the tooth now, but don't doubt him. He's a great player, and he's a very good, you know, controller. He'll be captain too, won't he? Yeah. 
Um, then we got Bailey Siren in, in the 14, Josh Curran. Now, what's happened to Josh Curran? He last year beat he up a kid in a nightclub, so he? he got suspended, he got charged, yeah, yeah. something, and then he's been injured. Yeah. But yeah, he's 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 fallen down the um the pecking, the order. pecking order. And then um, Mitchell Barnett, ex Raider, ex Knight. Yes. I think he's he's barely played for the Warriors this year at all. He was a big again a, a very big signing for them this year, but he's been injured, so he's returning. And then from injury. Arle. yeah. But Mitchell Barnett is a wild man. Oh, and he hates us. Yeah, yeah. He, he hates Ricky. Hates Ricky. He hates Ricky. Hates Ricky. No, and there's not Did many Ricky people out there hate Ricky. You got to say, yeah, Ricky. Ricky's a man of the people. So when you find out that someone actually hates Ricky, it's a very rare thing, and you got to say, well, that's quite a motivator. I mean, because, I ha- well, Ricky's a man. And of I the hate people. them. If you hate Ricky, I hate you. Yeah, he does. Official. Matt hates you. We should make a T-shirt. Um, if you hate Ricky, Matt yeah. hates you. Or in Ricky, you. we trust. Go with that. Yeah, in yeah. Ricky, we trust. Absolutely. This is a pro Ricky Stewart podcast. Hey, Ricky. Very much. So unlike so fine. Hey, unlike Ricky. some other podcasts, like our, the Green Machine podcast, podcast. They hate Ricky. Yeah, they're against. Well, that's because Solzy is a Penrith supporter. I mean, so you know, yeah. The well, Penrith supporters do hate Ricky. Yeah, they absolutely do. You know, but they hate you know, the Raiders. I do find it odd that a Penrith supporter hosts a Raiders <laughs> podcast. I've always found that odd. Um, <laughs> look, we've got the referee is uh, my mate Grant Atkins, um, and Casey Badgers. Is friends the, with are you, are you friends? friends with Grant on Facebook? Not on Facebook, no. TikTok, <laughs> Instagram. Twitter? I'm not saying where What's it is. That? Grant's a Grant. Can I just say Casey Grant's Badger? A really good bloke, and he will absolutely not give us. Any benefit whatsoever for other, none of them will. I don't give a uh, shit. Yeah, as Ricky said, we get nothing from the NRL. Yeah, we no, get nothing. There's, 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 there's not a ref who who has any love in their heart for the Raiders or would do anything biased towards any team or another. Anyway, so it's a pointless thing. Um, like I say always, it's not biased for the most part. It's it's uh, incompetence. Um, <laughs> someone who's not incompetent though, and mm. I think does an excellent job, is Casey Badger. She is by far my favourite video ref. Yeah, she's good, isn't she? Yeah, she's outstanding. She makes sense every time she does stuff. Yeah, right. She she's good. She's a good human too. So I mean, I'm not surprised about that. But um, yeah, she's a she's a good video ref, and probably while she's there. But maybe it's time for who's got a lift? Ooh. Who sung last week? Uh, we both did. Did you? How was it? Was it any good? Well, have a listen. Check it out. Luke Metcalf is actually signed um, yeah. for another year beyond this year. But you never know whether, you know, plenty of people get homesick in New Zealand. For, and... for Goffs Harbour. Well, they've, you know, but they've, they've also yeah. got Tamari Martin. They didn't expect Sean Johnson to play so well. You know, they signed Ronald Bachman. We've got RTS. We've got RTS coming. If they want chance yeah. to keep playing one, there's there's a whole bunch of things that could happen. I'd, yeah, someone could get squeezed out. I definitely. think Connor Tracy and Luke Metcalf are both great targets because they'd both be good long term options and they're solid players. Who I I like both of their. their yeah, jobs. the only one I downside want Metcalf not to do so well this weekend. The one downside is they're both from coastal regions and yeah. we have trouble traditionally attracting players that have grown up next to beaches. Yeah, who don't like freezing their tits off. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not the thing, but who's got a lift? That's what segment we're in. You rode over the top. We sang the song. You went over the top of it. It's like, what's the point of doing a running sheet if you're just going to pay no attention to it? Okay. So um, maybe you're my ass clown of the week. You, you I, already said, I already said that I grind your gears or you ask. It's an it's established fact. But my who's got a lift this week, it's it's Elliot Whitehead. You know, he's going to be targeted in defense. He may not be 100%. I'm hopeful that he'll do a good job. But yeah. He usually plays good off we the back it. of a rest. He's actually remember that game against true. Melbourne. True, um, true. So hopefully uh, he can do that. Mine, I've probably got a couple. Like I'd love to see Whitehead play well. It's Hutto Young actually, he hasn't played too great the last yeah. couple of games, and 
He's had a fairly quiet no. season apart from big moments, um, in my opinion. And um, and also, I'd like to see Jack have a big game this weekend for his mate, Jared. You know, so Jack obviously played great down at Wagga when we won against the Dolphins, but he's had a couple of indifferent games since with moments, you know, some 40-20s and some big hits in defense. And mm-hmm. But, you mm-hmm. know, there was a couple of moments in that game where there was some line breaks because there was a lot against us and he just wasn't the first one chasing back. He was probably the last. I'd just like to see Jack have the game of um, the year for his mate Jared this weekend, you know, because we'd love to see the side get up for um, Jared. And, and you know, Ricky spoke about how how uh, how they'll need to because – and Jared will need to help bring them up because it's they looked a bit busted on the weekend and we've got a buy coming yeah. – we've got a buy coming up. So – and then after that buy, I think we play three games before our next buy. So this is a really important game mm. for us. If we if, really? if we win this and then we get the two points from the buy, we're, we're right up right up there. And yeah. The second half of the season can be played in a different way. Like you can actually do it in a way where players, if needed, if they've got a niggle, can be rested mm-hmm. because there's something to sit on. You know, it there's no panic in the squad. You can go through your motions as you want to as opposed to. But winning this weekend is all. You win it this weekend, we're in embedded in the eight. Don't win it this weekend and things get nervous, things get touchy. It's very easy to fall down this ladder at the moment. So we absolutely need it. Look, my who's got a lift is going to be a very, very uh, controversial one. Because after this week and the lead up to it and whether he's going to get there or not, this is going to be a very tough match for Jerry Croker. It's going to be very tough for him to shut out all this noise and all the fanfare and all the event and the crowd and just the sheer amount of love that is being rightly dished out to him. Um, So I wouldn't say he has to lift because he's been playing good football this year. I think he's got to shut that out and, and just try and play his game as normal and if that's at all possible, if that's at all possible, because it's going to be really tricky. So really then what I'm saying is what's really got to lift is the teammates around him to make sure he's supported in this event because the event's possibly overtaking the match at this stage. And and that's that's a risk for him because, gee, wouldn't it be good to actually get a win for his 300s? I can't remember where we won whether we won Jason Croker's 300s or not. I don't even remember Jason Croker's 300. That's the thing. In the past, some of these games have gone by and there hasn't been as much of a deal, you know, made about them as as you probably could have. I remember Mal's last game, we won that, but that was against like the bottom place. It was West West, Tigers. It was West West back in the day. It wasn't his last game, his last at home. Yeah. Um, But um, we we won his last game because it was the grand final, but then he also went on the kangaroo tour, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, so, and his last game, in fact, was against France. Um, so, but uh, now it's time for the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Um, and we actually do this for our good friends, Jersey's Megastore at Iron Nod Street, Fit Street behind the cock. They have got all the jerseys you want. Great sponsor of the greenhouse. Um, we've got Matt Frawley, 18th man. We've got Danny Levi back on the extended bench. We've got Adam Mariota, very unlucky to be out of the side, been playing good football. We get ex Javier Savage on the extended bench, and we got Peter Holler on the extended bench. So we've got two, uh, three and a half, five and a half, uh, six, seven, think, eight. Uh, we've got eight. Maybe, maybe Savage is a hard week and a half. Everyone else there's. Uh, Are you not giving Frawley a hard week and a half? Okay. So I'm going to say three, four, six hard weeks. All right. And then we got Volkman. He's a hard week. We got uh, Topiki, who is, that's a hard week. Freddie Lussick's a hard week. Um, Braden Williame, he's a hard wick. I don't know anything about Zion, um, the last name here. So Braden. I reckon it's one, two, Braden. three, four. They're five hard wicks. So I'm going to give the extended bench to the Canberra Raiders. 
Yeah. Yep. Bit of injury news as well. Ho Habapur is out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Back in round 17. Same apparently. With Trey um, what's he actually? Hey, Harley Smith Shields, finger. Round 21 or 22. Because didn't he, did he dislocate his finger on the field? Yeah. And he got it put back he in. Did, he... But when they were saying something on the, on the, the commentary that there were multiple people that had fingers dislocated. Yeah, yeah. But maybe we, it was just him. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But now we oh, we finally got a yeah, I was go. just gonna say I think it's Adam Mariotto is probably a little bit hard done by there. I I yeah, I agree know, he is too. I know maybe Ricky's not playing Ducks and Jakes, but he likes having an outside back and a big bodied outside back at that. Um if you know say Jack has to move in further in the middle. But I, I would personally like to see Ada continue his first grade career and have that spot over Nicky Costa. Yeah, so but then, but then, if something you goes know, wrong. who goes to back row? Yeah, Gould can't play back row. No, for some Starling Starling, oh, maybe yeah. no, he could play back row, but he's not ideal for maybe. it. Maybe he's pretty light on his feet. So I think you're right. A Cotrick going in. Mariota's not a back row. He's, a, he's an out, he out could though. Yeah. No, nah, he could. Well, the only one that we've actually got in the thing who can play front, back row, and and um, lock at this stage is probably Trey Mooney, and he's out injured. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, now, we finally got a date. We haven't had this before. We finally got a date for Adrian Trevelyan um, from shoulder and ACL, so mid-July, and we have not had a date. So we've got that. That's good. Haven't had an update on CHN, but le- let's hope that he's no, improved. there hasn't been a lot of news. And no. look, we I mean, obviously with that, um, it's, you know, health first on that one. God knows what the hell happened there, but I do not want to see him back on the field to we're certain that he's all right. Because that just, yeah, that was one of the most stressful and upsetting things I've ever seen on a football field. Speaking of um, of dates mm. um, and promoting something that actually does something for us as opposed to you and your, you fake um, sponsors, Rugby League the Musical, it's coming back. Jersey Megastore are not a fake sponsor. They are an actual sponsor of the Greenhouse, our number one dubious sponsor, and they are an actual sponsor of this show. So go to hell. They are not dubious, and they're not fake, and neither is Impact Comics. So what Thursday is the show? Thursday the 13th of July at the Street Theatre. Tickets available now. It, it's, I don't know if you obviously haven't seen it, Matt, but it's 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 an incredible show. It's a one-man um, show with multiple... Um, outfits and costumes. There's many and, costume changes. It's got more costume changes than Madonna show. You know, he's the 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 um the energy. He brings the energy. The the Dennis brings. It's remarkable. It Look at the CrossFit. You know, he's he's super fit. Nah, Dennis. He is. He is super fit. He's done a lot better than the pork. Um. Yeah. No. He's he's done well. You know who hasn't done well? Arnie J. And it's time to repeat with Arnie J. G'day Raiders fans. Another week and another win, which is always good. We nearly blew it at the end there, but we were clearly the best side for 70 minutes and got there. We have a weak draw for the rest of the year with two buys, so we can be optimistic for finals and maybe even top four if we continue to improve. So on to the Warriors this week. Make no mistake, they are a serious football team with good in-game stats worthy of their ladder position. They are certainly no easy beats most weeks. They are third in the comp for kick return metres, so our kicking game needs to be spot on. They are top of the ladder with intercepts, which I was surprised about. With They're averaging close to one a game, so we really need to be careful. And when we're attacking, don't be shy to throw a dummy near the try line. So how do we win? First, stop for Noah Blake. The bloke is a wrecking ball and our forwards will have their hands full with him. Stop Wade Egan and Sean Johnson. 
both very crafty and can rip us to shreds if we give them plenty of room. Let's not do that. They are bottom four for average on average for offload, so go in hard and tackle as opposed to be worried about second phase play. They do, however, have plenty of double decoy runs, um, bodies in motion and the like, so we need to be careful of that. So less offloads, but they do have more bodies in motion and more players going to the line. Our wedge, as you know, this will be no surprise, but our wedges need to improve defensively. It is a real weak link of ours, so hopefully we have been working on that and no doubt Andrew Webster is well aware. I am expecting a very tough game this week. We need to be near our peak to win, so let's hope the boys are super sharp and ready to go. Enjoy your footy this week and go, you green machine. I'm not sure if he's going to be down this weekend. Is no, he? I don't think he is. But he sounds he sounds back to his because he was a bit flat last week. Mm. He, he sounded he, he sounded a bit like un- you at all. He sounded a bit um, and he's right. You're a jerk. He sounded a bit unenthused last week. No, I don't blame him. Don't blame him at all. He makes the best damn honey, or his bees do. They're just absolutely outstanding. But in fact, apart from the honey, there are in fact reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two. And really, there's there's one reason to yeah. be cheerful. Jared Croker, at the start of the year, I'm not going to pretend that, you know, um, I didn't write him off at the start of the year. I'm not going to pretend at times I've said he wasn't in our best 17. Uh, but, you know, mate, he's, he's, I've been one of his, you know, one of his critics. Dude, I, and said, I'm not I said on this podcast, he was like our 10th or 9th best centre. Yeah, this year. Yeah. But I also, but I was just going to say, I also remember saying last year, I thought he'd have a comeback and have a great season last year at the beginning of the of the season. I, I was like, Jared's getting, this is going to be his year. I was just off. That was that was when you you had some weird dream. Yeah, I know. It was just a whole season. <laughs> off. Yeah, I think that was. Anyway, you had some sort of weird dream. Um, look, I alternatively, alternatively, have pretty much stayed on Jared the entire time. Yeah. And some people called me crazy. Some of you asked for a transfer to a different podcast. But no, we tried to transfer you to a different whatever, place. whatever the story. I, I've stayed on Money the boy town for whatever reason I did. Um, and you know what you said that Don Ferner Jr. said, he's never caused him a moment of grief. No, well, he's it, also never tested the market, like no. he's never been anything wanted to be anything other than a raider. Although he did out himself this week, I don't know if you guys saw that on that face to face program, he outed himself and as. I blame his media advisor. I wouldn't have revealed this mm. um, if if I was Jared, especially in lead up to the game. He outed himself as a Roosters fan. Mm. He said when he grew up, when he was growing up, he was like the biggest Roosters fan. And I think he made his debut against the Roosters. So there was like a really big mm. thing. But, but I would keep that sort of garbage, you know, no. keep that dirty linen in your closet, Jared. But he's not anymore. It's the last thing any of us want to hear. Anyway, so I'm going to leave the praise to one of our previous listeners of the week, Lampus Troutman, who wrote to me midweek after she found out that Jared Croker had actually seen the post she put up of her son having made a Jared Croker outfit. And she wrote these words. How Friday, how good is Friday going to be? I can't wait. Jared is not only the best Canberra to never play Origin, but I think his contribution to the incredible club culture is fundamental. Not just his generation of players, but those going forward. And that is worth celebrating as much as any rep jersey in terms of legacy to a club. More than that, he has been the role model as a person. That meant that as a parent, I could show my kids that the great game of rugby league has social heroes too. 
Everything Jared has done, every time he has quietly spent time with kids who are less fortunate, he drops in to see someone who needs a lift. Every time he shows good sportsmanship, makes a video call out to a fan in need, he proves to me and my kids that there are some things more important in life than winning. That man epitomizes loyalty, kindness, and respect, the values for happiness in life. He is the reason I love the Raiders so much. When my boys are struggling, we literally say, how do you reckon Jared Croker would deal with this? Win or lose, I hope that Jared has the best night of his career celebrating with us all. Anyway, I don't well think it could be said well better said. than that. So, well said. Well but said. Uh, we actually have a listener of the week, don't we? Yep, it's um, Kev, all the way from Cumnock, and uh, he's sent in a piece. <laughs> it's your boy Kev from Cumnock. <laughs> Crocker 300, the green machine. Are you beauties made of kitties? Crocker, he's made it to the 300 finally, but I got a little yarn for you. So, last week, me and the missus have made the trek, four hour trek up the Mitchell Highway for the big night for Crocker's 300th. Anyway, we get to the fucking ground, the boys run out, I'm going off me tree, yelling at Crocker, 300, there he is, I'm getting some fucking weird looks, people are laughing at me for some reason, I'm thinking, what's going on here, why isn't everyone else pumped up for the great man's 300th? Crocker, go you green machine, the game kicks off, I look out on the field, where the fuck is Crocker? I had some bloke in there I've never seen before. Harry Sheffield Shields or whatever his name was. No one fucking told me that Crocker wasn't playing. I couldn't believe it. I spat the dummy out I was going to leave, but the missus convinced me to stay to watch us kick the tiger's ass. What a fucking win that was. Raiders boys are full of class. We just kicked the tiger's ass. Anyway, that little balls up means that I won't beat the ground for Crocker's 300th on Friday. Anyway, I'll tell you what I will be doing. This week, I've dedicated myself to sinking 300 skewies of VB in the great man's honour. 300 games, 300 skewies. I've already kicked off in earnest. And by Friday night, 6 o'clock, I'll be kicking off me 300. Don't worry about that one. Uh, I'm willing to the 50s already. It's Tuesday at midday. Crocker. So proud of the great man. I knew he could get there. Let's keep him around for another couple of years and get him the fucking 400. Why the fuck not? Go, you green machine. Crocker 300, you beauty. Safe to say that while I may have been the only one who's been vocally, you know, as part of the main team of this, a supporter of Jared Croker, Kev from Cumnock has never wavered. Never wavered. Oh, he's been calling and bringing back all year. All year. All year. And, and the you know, before. you know, um, you know, as uh things got, you know, bet, you know, closer, his voice grew loud, you know, bring back Croker, bring back Croker. Everyone heard Crocker. it. Crocker. <laughs> Everyone heard it. Everyone knew it. And I think 
Kev from Cumnock can take a large part of that. We got merchandise, Blarko. We do. So um, head over to rugbyleaguemerch.com. Uh, mm. Grab yourself um, a Blake shirt, mm. a Heather shirt. Yeah. Or pork, even a pork shirt. A pork shirt. Pork shirt. A pork when shirt. You, when you, to find that one, just go to bestsellers and just keep scrolling. So it's really, really, there's been more than one Blake shirt sold, has there? Well, have a look on the website and scrolling and eventually... You're not answering the question. You're just alluding to the fact there has, but you're not actually know exactly. answering the question. No, you exactly. don't know. There's been one Blake shirt sold. There's, there's one pork shirt sold and I own them both. All right? <laughs> there's been more. But also, yeah, you can still... It's still not... I mean, you. it's too late probably to get one to wear to the game, mm. but they've got the um, Toots 300 shirt on there and they've, they've sold bucket loads of those. And speaking of Toots 300, if you want to actually buy some official merchandise, Toots 300 merchandise there's some of that will be available on the ground too a lot of that and do go there and get it because our good mates the show jason matthew and ben pollock at the club have been working their tails off with their teams to make sure there's all sorts of stuff there for you to have coming up after this match we have a buy and i think that gives us all a bit of time to decompress right yeah i wonder what the team's planning i wonder if anyone's going to head over to barley Barley, one one can only hope they're going to barley Jared, Jared Cracker might have a get a tattoo. Does he have any tattoos? Oh, I don't believe so, no. No, he's no, clean he's cl- Clean living. Uh... I know someone else who doesn't have tattoos, Matt Timico. Yeah, yeah. He's got a hell of a rig, doesn't he? Oh, incredible. It's incredible rig. Yeah, yeah. Three knees. It's taking off. It's going to happen. Fetch is going to happen. Sunday, 25th of June, we're up in Sydney at 6.15pm against the Roosters. And then Saturday, 1st of July, back to our stadium against the Titans at 3pm. So that's what we've got coming up. But... Everybody, get the hell out to the stadium this weekend. Let's pack the damn thing out. Let's make a lot of noise. Let's scream abuse at the refs till they actually give us penalties that we don't deserve. Because you know what was excellent about last week? For a change, people were screaming about decisions that were wrong or whatever. They actually went in our favour. Isn't it nice occasionally to be on the happy side of that equation? I like the um, the, the West Tigers um, podcast or that blew up and said there was another case of the good team getting all the decisions. Oh, yeah. And we like... What we're a good team. Thank, yeah. I, I actually sent I sent the I sent the dude sincere thanks for actually equating us publicly as a good team and that anyone uh, regarded us. Yeah, well, he had a, he had a laugh and said, "Well, you know, compared to them, I guess you know." Yeah, I know, but it was still it was still very nice. But the other great thing this weekend, so go out there, make sure you cheer on. We're getting introduced to our uh, NRLW side, which is going to hit the field. Let's give them a big cheer because I'm At halftime very excited about the season coming up. We're gonna. I think we've assembled a fantastic team, and you know, I don't want to say too much, but there may well be silverware in the Canberra Raiders' future, immediate future. Right, Poxudamus. Um, we also got to mention the Raiders by Fifty Six Beanies still available from landspeed.com.au. Mm-hmm. Uh, get one; they look great. They really do. Yeah, Phoebe was uh, modelling one on online just the other day. Look fantastic. Anyway, you have been listening to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork, the podcast formerly known as the third most popular podcast. On the internet, um, I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And I'm Heather. You are Heather. That's true. I'm still here. Yeah. And we'll talk to you again soon. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork.